every single person in your organization is an ambassador for your organization. And you've got to get your culture sort of tuned to the fact that, yeah, we we are um, representing the organization that we work for. And we're proud and excited to be that and play that role. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. One of the themes in business today is the customer experience. For tech professionals like many of you, we hear about the customer experience, or CX, as foundational to an agile mindset and a digital transformation. In this episode, we're going to unpack the customer experience, what it is and what it is not. We will also explore the relationship between the customer experience and the employee experience. Our guest today is Jessica Carroll. Jessica is the Vice President of Marketing, Client and Employee Experience for Acuitive a global IT service provider and consultancy. Jessica is also a fellow of the Institute for Digital Transformation. Sharp-eared listeners will recall her for the recent episode unveiling the Digital Transformation Manifesto. Welcome back to the show, Jessica. Hi, Jeff. It's so nice to uh, be back here with you again. I always enjoy our conversations, and I've been, I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, since uh, we met a couple of years ago through the the uh, Institute for Digital Transformation, and your background is is loaded with customer experience and driving that culture throughout organizations. So I'm really looking forward to chatting with you today. Before we dive into customer experience, give us a little bit of your journey. How what what brought you to where you are today? Yeah, well, thank thank you for that. Um, I, uh, you know, I started out as a practitioner, just like I believe you did, and um, you know, very early in my career, um, had the opportunity to help people understand why they needed technology and and how and how it was actually a good thing, not a bad thing. Um, there was some resistance early on, and of course, I'm aging myself as I always seem to do, and I give this background. So yes, I was there in the beginning when we first put technology on desks. Um, so obviously, I'm ancient, but in any case. Um, I started out by uh, running IT and, you know, I just found such a love for um, an empathy for the people who were trying to find reason why this was a good, good, good thing to have and how it could solve their business problems. So always looked at technology from the lens of the person that was using it. So, you know, even though I was a technologist for, oh gosh, 27 years, I ran IT, um, but I always thought about um, the the concept of why we need technology and why it's you know what it's going to do for us from the perspective of the business. So after doing all of that, um, I sort of fell into a kind of a new role where I went into a managed services company and created a customer success program for them. So I think for me it was a natural transition. You know, I had run IT for so long, and now I had an opportunity to come in and really kind of add to sort of the client experience from a different from a different plane of, of, of delivery. So 
I've been doing customer success for, oh gosh, the last six, seven years, um, both for companies and as a consultant. Um, I'm back doing it full-time again now for, as you mentioned, Acuitive and couldn't be happier um, to work for this organization and to really grow our customer success program there. So that's what I'm up to. Awesome. And and I want to point out to our listeners a an interesting stop in Jessica's career, and maybe you could chat just a little bit about it, the uh, USGA. So, yes, I worked at the USGA for a good part of my career, um, the USGA United States Golf Association. So you would know us as the 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 um, the organization that is the ruling body of golf in in North America. And um, we do the U.S. Open and the Women's Open and the Senior Open. So all those big, huge championships. And um, it was really a wonderful place to work. And I, I absolutely loved the opportunity I had there. Were you a golfer? Everyone, or are you a golfer? everyone always asks me, uh, it's an obvious question. And my answer is no, I'm not. Although I have played golf and I can, <laughs> but I tell everyone I'm much better driving the cart than I am yeah. swinging the golf club. So you, you can put me out there, but, but have me drive the cart, not, not play. That, that's kind of my role too, is, uh, <laughs> is driving the cart. Well, uh, I'll just give a little foreshadowing to our listeners. One of our upcoming guests is Allison Duncan. Allison was on the LPGA tour for, gosh, I, I'm drawing a blank now, maybe four or five years. Uh, anyway, she's going to be talking to us about measuring what matters from the perspective of a professional athlete. So just thought I'd throw that in there. All right, well, let's get back to uh, customer experience. You, you also mentioned customer success. And what I want to start unpacking here is what those words mean. But for our listeners, when we talk customer you're not talking about someone who works in the same company i do as an it professional you're talking about someone who buys the goods and services of our company is, is that correct um yes although you know when i when i was at the usga i considered the staff my customer okay. um so so i kind of looked at it that way but you're right i mean what what i'm focused on today particularly with customer success is someone that is buying our goods and services that's absolutely true okay which you know i, I know a lot of it professionals look at the rest of the business as their customer i think some of these same concepts apply but Specifically, uh, I think that makes a, a lot of difference when you when you look at who's buying the goods and services of your company. So let's talk about uh, customer experience or CX. What's your definition of that, Jessica? Yeah, this is um, you know these words get thrown around. So customer experience, engagement, um, customer service, uh, you know, customer success, blah blah blah. Um, I I define it this way. To me. There, there's this program whole, which I call engagement. So to me, customer engagement is a program. Within that program, there are these pillars that you are driving. So one of them absolutely is the experience the customer has. So that how they, that how they perceive um, their interactions with every touch point with you every time they're buying goods or services. So to me, that's the experience. Um, the customers, how, how they feel about, um, you know, their, their interactions with you. The, the customer success to me is a discipline that helps drive 
the experience and the engagement that you are looking for. So, so to me, it's a discipline within the engagement program. To me, customer service is completely different than customer success. Customer service is a reactive motion when there's an issue or question by the customer, which is a very important kind of pillar. Mm -hmm. But customer success, on the other hand, is a proactive motion. It is, it is a discipline where you are looking to create strong relationships with your customer to understand their business success drivers and what the outcomes are that the customer is after and help your company provide the services and products to drive those business outcomes. So it's not, it's, so it's a proactive way of um, creating a relationship with the customer so that they can succeed in what they are after. Very different. So to me, engagement's the program whole, you've got experience that the customer has, customer success as a discipline, customer service is important, but it's a very different motion than customer mm -hmm. success. I, I love how you defined kind of the difference between customer success and customer service. Uh, customer service being reactive and customer success being proactive. Uh, I think that's a, a great differentiation between between the two. So you've got this program of customer engagement um, and it's got those three pillars underneath of it. How do you begin to tie those things together within an organization? Because many times, uh, at least what I've seen is customer service is in one department, customer success is in another, typically in sales and customer experience really doesn't have a department at all. So how do you how do you bring those together? Yeah, so there's one more um, pillar that we've got to talk about, and that's employee engagement. Right? So that that has to sit there under this engagement bubble, because you can't succeed in the others if you don't have an employee's um, for, workforce that is completely engaged and supportive and 100% behind the purpose of what it is you're trying to drive as a company. You, you can't you can't succeed. Um, and this isn't my words. I think this is sort of a, a known thing in the industry. And we're hearing a lot about employee engagement lately. I find it fascinating because um, I think there's an understanding that we need it. I think there's a lot of mystery around, well, what does that mean and how do you do it? And I'm not uh -huh. going to pretend I have all of those answers, but I do think it ties so neatly to the culture you are trying to create and drive that ties, to your point, that ties all of this together. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to consider the employee experience in order, to in order to consider how you're going to make the customer experience a successful, wonderful, delightful one, right? So it's, yeah, they, yeah. they have to work together. Well, and and it, it seems to me that, that employee engagement has similar structure to the, the way you're describing customer engagement, right? You, you have, a, underneath that, you have the same pillars almost, um, right? Because you want em, employee experience, you want uh, employee success, Yes. Uh, and you want employee customer service, right? And so HR plays a role in some of that. And and uh, I know we're going to talk about your current role here in a minute about how you're doing that. But I love that that's the the underlying glue that that makes all this work when you've got those pillars. 
It is. And I think that um, there's, a, you ha, you know, you have really have to make sure everyone has a stake in the game to make this work. And so, so in my view, customer success, for example, won't succeed if the entire company isn't bought into the fact that they're part of customer success. So you may have a discipline or a department. Um, what, what I define it as, I'll use it this way, customer success is there to shepherd all of those things, the culture, the relationships, the engagement, they're there to shepherd that. They're there to track and measure it. They're there to report on it, but they can't do it alone because every single person in an organization feeds into the engagement, whether it's the employee engagement or the customer engagement goes both ways. Everyone has a, a part to play in that. So it's figuring out how to, how to weave all that and get everybody to understand their part in this yeah. in this play that we're putting together um that that's really sort of the way that i look at it because it really starts even before someone becomes a customer of your organization right you, you're you have touch points early on in the process how are you pulling those in to customer engagement to making sure that everybody understands their their role well, there's there's two there's sort of two tracks in that. So the one track I would say is obviously um, before a, a company becomes a customer, you know, before someone becomes a customer, they need awareness of you as a company and why you're you might be valuable to them. So there's that there's that track. Um, so that sits more in the marketing space. Usually, I tend to believe that um, really where in, in today's environment where we need to focus is you know great thought leadership as a way way to give value back to someone who might be considering uh, hiring you rather than you know cute marketing tricks um, mm -hmm. not that that's not valuable but mm -hmm. i think i think always looking at value so so on that track getting people aware of your organization and the and the um, you know how, why you might be important to, to hire um, mm -hmm. you know you've got to make sure you're showing your value not just not just the marketing tagline so it's so there's that track um, internally, you've got to start to kind of seed the story of why there's value in going down the path of changing your culture to focus on customer first. So you've really got to sort of lay out sort of the playbook as to why this is something that's important for your organization to do and why it matters. So I see it both internally and externally. There, there's a there's a track that has to run. And and. I love that you you've mentioned culture a couple of times in this because I think culture is is so important. As you're as you're thinking about um, that that first track of showing value to the to the marketplace and potential customers, does your culture also feed into that, Jessica? Well, in the beginning, maybe not so much. But you know, as you start to transform, yeah, it should because every single person in your organization is an ambassador for your organization. And, and I'm, I'm not going to take credit for this because everyone in sales says this, but everyone in the company is a salesperson. And it took me a little while to get that. Like at first I was like, no, I'm not in sales, Well, everyone is representing the company. Mm -hmm. so you should be an ambassador at all times, right? You should be able to do that. So I think again, and I'm going to say this word now, I guess I'm saying it a lot is culture. You've got to get your culture sort of tuned to the fact that, yeah, we, we are um, representing the organization that we work for, and we're proud and excited to be, to be that, be that, to play yeah. that role, right? Yeah. 
Well, I, I know you touched on this in, in your introduction, but I, I want to come back to something before we talk about your current role, uh, is you are so passionate about customer engagement, employee engagement. What's your why? What, what drove you to this passion, Jessica? Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm going to attribute it to one one scenario in particular. And again, this goes back to early days. I remember when I was hired to come in and, and help people get comfortable with desk, you know, computers on their desk. Um, I remember this one woman, she was, a, you know, they called them secretaries at the time. So she was an admin assistant. Um, and this computer was sitting in front of her and she was literally in tears over the fact that she had to use this thing. And it just touched me. I was thinking, wow, I can't believe that this is so upsetting to you and I need to help fix that for you, right? I just felt such empathy for her. And and I think that feeling um, has only grown over time. And obviously people aren't crying about computers anymore usually, but um, there's there's other kinds of angst. And I I do have empathy for that, you know, in, in various forms. And so for me, it's always, let me understand where, what it is that's kind of getting at you and what the problem really is. And let's solve it because I honestly believe technology often can solve these problems if we're tuning it to, to the right purpose. So how, how do we find out what that purpose is? And let's, let's kind of get there. So I'm always looking to uncover how, what the problem is and how can we solve the problem? Yeah, because there, there may be that angst or that, that trepidation uh, caused by, interaction with your website or interaction with your customer service roles. It doesn't have to be, you know, uh, several years ago when we placed those PCs on people's desks yeah. for the first time, right? Yeah. Because yeah. um, I was there even before that. So I'll, I'll age myself uh, even, even more. But um, to our to our listeners, um, that is a great story from Jessica about that time. But that time happens every single day. <laughs> even today. Uh, and, I, and I love how you pulled that forward, Jessica. So thank you. Well, let, let's talk about your, your current role, because uh, when I this is a this is a new role uh, last few months. Right. You joined uh, Acuitive and it's an interesting role because it it brings together three areas that in in a, a lot of people's head, mine, mine included, I wouldn't necessarily naturally put them together. So you are the uh, senior vice president of marketing, customer, and employee experience or employee engagement. Do I have that right? Yes. Well, vice president, but you can call me senior oh, vice president. I'll take okay, I'll, I'll call you senior. I'll call you senior vice president. <laughs> um, so, talk to us about how those th three areas came together uh, in this role. Well, I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to credit. Um, my CEO, Vince Sciarra, who, you know, I just, I want, he is absolutely one of the reasons I've ju just joined Acuitive because I think he's just so smart and phenomenal, but his, his passion in my conversations with him about the customer and how much he really is sort of stands behind the customer first um, culture and concept. Um, he really drew me in. And as he and I were chatting, you know, he had a need for some for support in marketing and he had um, an awareness of customer success. And he was, you know, as he's growing his business is looking to really take take the good stuff that he has and like, let's like 
even amp it up further. Um, so as he and I were chatting about, you know, some of the, you know, the work that I'd done in the past and where he was looking to go, um, kind of pulled the two concepts together and create this, this role that, again, I will call it engagement as a whole, right? So mm-hmm. it's the, the marketing piece um, to kind of get that awareness and thought leadership and, and, and amplify the expertise that Acuitive has in the marketplace, right? So I really want to do that because I, I believe that they have it. So let's make sure people know they have it. Um, and then sort of weave that around, okay, now, you know, if you're, if you are buying our services, we want to give you that engaging experience, start to finish the whole life cycle. How do we make sure, um, that we're, we're pulling that together in a way that gets you the business outcomes you're after? And then how do we make sure that the employees that are behind all of this good stuff have the environment around them to support and empower them to do all of that? So I'm pretty excited. I am fairly new in the role, but um, I I see where we're going to go. I'm super amped up about it myself. um, And I can't wait for everyone else, both our customers and our staff, to, to see how this all flows together. To me, again, it's I'm looking at each of the each of the channels, so the marketing channel, the customer success channel, um, and the employee channel, you know, it's funny, I do have them all up on my whiteboard now. And I've got sort of like, I'm looking at the three of them simultaneously at all times. So it's, you know, it's not one program over here in this little box, or, you know, they're, you know, employee program over here in this little box and customer success. It's not separated. It's, to me, I'm looking at it holistically. Mm -hmm. And so each of them are going to interplay off of the other. Um, And so Every move that I make is going to consider all three at the same time, um, even though they're three different buckets. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of looking at them from a, a perspective of each one affects the other, and each one can support the other. So let's make sure that we, you know, every every step that we take is considering it in that way. I, I love the the visual of having those front and center on your on your whiteboard, so that when you are making decisions or, or even before you're making decisions, as you're contemplating and thinking about things, it's front and center for you. And I just got this idea for a, a follow-up uh, episode of Status Go, maybe in a year from now to look back you know, on this first year and, and where you've come uh, in that process. I think that would be uh, pretty interesting to, to take a look at. I would love that. So I would be remiss if we didn't talk digital transformation. Uh, you and I met because of the Institute for Digital Transformation. Uh, and so let's switch our gears a little bit and talk about this concept of, of digital transformation and why the customer experience, the employee experience is so vital to programs of digital transformation. Yeah, it is my underlying belief that uh, without a transformed culture that thinks about customer first, your digital transformation will not succeed. It's my it's my underlying belief. Um, and the reason for that is if you really look at what digital transformation is after, it's it's putting the customer at the core, right? That's sort of a phrase I like to kind of go back to because we want to make sure that we remain competitive and um and, and aware of what our customers want. And so the, in, you know, the, the environment changes and 
digital transformation is really designed to help support an organization to be agile in adapting to those changes and proactive in predicting or sort of seeing where the puck is going to go a little bit ahead of where it actually lands, right? Well, you can't do that if your underlying culture is stuck in sort of siloed, rigid, non-changeable thought and process and um, even down to the technologies that you're using. It doesn't, it doesn't work. You can't be nimble. If, if we think of being an organization, say, as we've been for the past 30, whatever years, where it's just pretty, everyone has a role to play and it's very specific and we work in our little box. It doesn't work in an age of transformation. It just doesn't. So you've got to break the culture away from sort of that stiff, um, you know, I'm, all, I'm doing what's in my job description. That doesn't really work yeah. in today's environment. Well, it goes back to what you were talking about earlier when, when you made the comment of we're all in sales or we're all in uh, customer engagement, employee mm -hmm. engagement, uh, because those are things that are not in job descriptions. My job description does not say I'm in sales, but as you say, we all are. And I, I totally agree. When we were talking digital transformation uh, a couple of weeks ago, you you talked about shifting shifting work, and I, I think you used run grow transform uh, as kind of the, the the pillars of that, uh, if you will. How do you help Acuitive uh, uh, change and transform? How do you help your customers do that shift? Uh, in run, grow, transform? Well, I think I'll take the customer and first, because I've had this conversation um, in my career with customers specifically around those three things. And I think, you know, it ties to sort of what I, what I do for a living, which tends to, I seem to end up in infrastructure all the time. I really do. I really do love infrastructure. So I'm drawn to it. So obviously back, back at that again at Acuitive, but um, I think I think when I um, look at it from the lens of the CIO, you're really looking to do transformative business delivery, which tends not to be, you know, how well is my network performing and should I implement SD-WAN? Like, that's really not the conversation you want to have. Um, what you want to be having is, you know, what are what what do we want to deliver technologically that is going to drive a delightful experience for our customers? That's a whole different conversation. So when I think about run, for me, it's, you know, if I'm the CIO, I want my run activities to be as commoditized as possible and as offloaded as possible um, because it's, it's an enormous expense, um, both, both in equipment and labor. So, so I tend to think of run as, look, anything that is, you know, keep the lights on stuff. That's not where I want my team focused. I want my team focused on um, growth within the products and services we have as an IT organization and transformative ones. So when I look at an organization like Acuitive that can come in and take care of the run activities, sort of offload mm -hmm. that from you know the CIO's team, that's where there's value. Um, and so when I'm talking to customers about how they how their organization sits, I like to ask the question, you know, how much time is spent on run, grow, transform? And I like to track that with them. So it's a very interesting conversation that's, it's really not, you know, what, you know, performance metrics as much as it, it is sort of a guess in the wind, but 
I think it's a really important um, thing to look at if you really, as a CIO, are looking to transform how your technology team is organized and, and what the capabilities of that team are. So, you know, an organization like Acuitive can come in and help um, sort of offload some of that. And, and I think that's sort of the interesting conversation mm-hmm. to have with a CIO. And, and, and I love that kind of that visual of moving work to the to the right. Yeah. Right? You want you want to spend more of your time in in grow than run and you want to spend more of your time in transform than grow. So you're trying to move everything to the right and looking at your portfolio as a CIO at, and identifying where you can stop doing work, partner with somebody, uh, change the way the work's being delivered so that you can spend more time on the other side of that, on the transform. That That's excellent. Well, Jessica, I know you've been a guest on Status Go before, so you know we are all about action here. Uh, what are one or two things that our listeners should go do tomorrow because they listen to our conversation today? I, I think one of the things um, that I would suggest is, you know, kind of pull yourself a little bit out of your day to day and look across your organization um, and think about it. Um, and this is more of an operational activity. But if you think about every touch point in your organization, are each of those touch points acting, thinking, delivering, communicating in a way that um, is focused on how it feels to the customer as opposed to how it feels to you internally as an employee. So flip the conversation. So I'm talking about things like, you know, how does your, you know, your billing, I, you know, I love this, this kind of concept of, you know, when, does your billing department deliver to the customer invoices or methods for payment that is actually easy for the customer to, to use? So kind of flipping that lens and, and looking at um, how your product sort of is delivered from the lens of the customer. So that, that's one of the things that I think is, is important when you're looking at it. And then I think that the other piece of this, and this is sort of an obvious one, but I'm not so sure people really do it, is to, to be open and honest about the feedback that your customer is giving you. And, and I, I surveys are a point, a part of that, but it's more than that. And I think we all tend to believe that the customer thinks what we think uh, about ourselves. And, and when we are faced with what the reality is, we have a hard time accepting that. Um, and I think that's a miss. So I think just kind of getting out of the emotion of, um, of, it, of it all and looking very objectively at what the customer is telling you is important. Not that they're always 100% going to be right and fair, because there's a balance here. But I think you've got to be, um, you know, just transparent in to yourself about what they're what they're really telling you i i I love that look across your organization at the touch points and make sure that they're all aligned and and be transparent about the feedback that you're receiving from your customers i i love that jessica thank you so much for carving out time i know right now has got to be a crazy time for you uh with just with just joining this uh this new role so thanks for for taking time to talk with us today Thanks so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. And we will have you back in a year. And, we'll see and how I about, do. Yeah, we'll talk about the transformation that, you, that you've managed there. I look forward to it. To our listeners, if you want to learn more or if you have any questions, visit intervision.com. We'll have show notes that will provide links and contact information. 
This is Jeff Tun for Jessica Carroll. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find Intervision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.